Advice and exercises and anecdotes from a career in radio and TV studios and also training sessions with groups and also one-to-ones as well. Hello, I'm Peter Stewart on Twitter, Twitter Stewart, T-W-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Thanks for the loan of your ears today as we work our way through the A to Z, what I've called the dictionary of voice to fit in with the voice terminology. Today, we're on the letter D and uh, also tomorrow as well. We're going to be talking about dips and ducks and also doors to start. Doors, not D-O-O-R, but D-A-W, short for Digital Audio Workstation. Sometimes people refer to it as a digital audio workspace and sometimes it's referred to as a D-A-W and sometimes, as I have done, as a door, D-A-W. So what is it? What is a digital audio workstation? Well, it's this. It's what I'm using here. You can't see it, but you will be using it. Someone else will be using it on your behalf. It's the software you use to record, to edit, to mix, to play back your audio and to save that audio elsewhere to a hard drive, to your computer or somebody else, somewhere else. So you can, as I say, so you can edit and mix it. You can manipulate it in some way and also you can play it back out as well. So it's a record edit, mix and playback piece of software that you use. So either a computer which is dedicated to audio only or maybe a complete multi-track recording system or or software program. And uh, what ones we've mentioned before, uh, Audacity, which is the cheap one, it's the Commons license one, uh, looks a little bit clunky, but because it's free, it's uh, it's a way for you to get to grips with how to record and edit and download and save audio without spending too much money, which you would if you use something like Hindenburg, which is usually what I use. I have used Audacity for an awful long time, but also Hindenburg is really, really good as well. Uh, it's very, very powerful, gives you what you need, but the price point is superb as well. You may have also heard of others like Adobe, really strong piece of software, But the trouble with Adobe and also something like Pro Tools is that you have so many options, so many menus, so many drop-downs, so many plugins that actually, frankly, you don't need when you're just processing and recording your voice. Also, a couple of other ones, Cubase and Logic as well. They all, and, and, and certainly, as you probably have picked up by now, I work for the BBC. The internal system that we use in the uh, in the BBC is something called DIRA, uh, small d, I-R-A, exclamation mark. I don't know whether that's uh, available outside to um, members of the public. It's certainly not just a BBC system. You can buy it, but I don't know of any other uh, individuals or production houses that use that, but potentially other broadcasters do. And But they all work the similar kind of way. When you press the recording button and you've got your mic open and you start reading something, then you'll see the waveforms on the screen, you'll highlight a section in some way, shape or form to either remove it or to reduce the volume for that. Usually highlight all of the waveform and press a button to be able to save that particular waveform to your database. They all work in a very, very similar way. Inevitably, there is essentially only one way to do it, but 
slightly different ways to 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 what buttons to press and when to press them but essentially down the same way that you would use to edit um words with 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 a word document so either on a pc or a similar document on a mac so you're using a mouse and you're using a combination a lot of a, a keyboard a lot of people prefer to use the mouse a lot of people just use a keyboard some people prefer to use the the tracking device actually the the the, the, the pad on their machine i usually use a combination of both i use like to use my mouse on the right hand side and and and, and then my left hand is also working on the keyboard as well makes it much faster much more dexterous in that particular way so that's your door the digital audio workstation also what is dead air in a studio well dead air is silence sometimes silence is golden we've spoken about this before Uh, so your silence could just be a pause in a passage that you're reading from a script or a cue it may be important that you put it in there for dramatic effect or for to, to show that you're thinking like that it can be really really useful that's usually referred to as silence rather than dead air dead air is usually something unwanted it's usually when something breaks something doesn't fire something doesn't go according to plan something doesn't play out when it should play out so that is dead air could also be dead air where someone has forgotten what they what it is they were due to be saying they can't think quickly enough in an ad-lib situation they turn over a page on their script and there are no words there all of the pages fall on the floor for some reason or whatever it happens to be a microphone gets unplugged a, a channel doesn't work properly when you go to speak everything you thought was plugged in properly it is but for some reason maybe a little bit of dirt in the mixer something like that something has broken in the transmission chain so you get dead air, you get silence, unwanted silence more specifically. Let's move on to de-emphasise today to produce a less emphatic or dramatic read. So your producer, your director may say, can you de-emphasise that word? Can you de-emphasise that phrase, that sentence or maybe the whole script? Can you just tone it down a little bit? And this goes back to one of our very first Uh, episodes in get a better broadcast podcast and voice over voice when we were talking about the different the different levels going from a conversational read and also lower than that up to a really big announcering read and everything in between so if you're asked to de-emphasize draw back dampen down soften usually slow down as well all sorts of things that you need to do to de-emphasise. So uh, we've got uh, several episodes on that back in the day. Dips and ducks. Yeah, it means the same thing. To dip audio or to duck audio, you're fading sound underneath another track or maybe another bit of audio, maybe a voice that is at a higher volume. So uh, I'll demonstrate that in a few seconds' time. Dip or duck. You're fading one sound underneath another sound. Now, I could talk all over it, but there may be a bit of a problem with my voice being drowned out by the music because it's at the same volume. So what I'm going to do is play it, dip it, and say my usual out cue, and then bring it up 
at, at the end. So if you think of a kind of ridge, yeah, you think of the of the Grand Canyon. I'm walking to the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's the volume. I've never used this analogy before, incidentally. It's just come to me. You walk to the edge of the Grand Canyon with the audio at the full level, and then you dip it to go into the canyon. And in that dip, you place your voice. And then at the other side of the canyon, and you go up again, and the volume goes up the other side to end at a full level. So let me just show you how that's going to work. So there is the music. Now, if I was talking now, then it's going to be a little bit difficult for you to hear me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to dip or duck the music. And if I reduce it then, and also now speaking at the same level as I was before, then it's much more comfortable listen for you it's much better produced you can still hear me and you can still hear the music and it's at a comfortable level and now I can increase the music and then I can dip it again it's ducking underneath me okay hope you've got the idea of that and now I'm just going to reduce it completely down to a fade As I say, don't forget to join me tomorrow for another edition of Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. (laughs) 